0: NO TIME TO BE READING MANGA! Are we leaving? I am! You stay here! Don't you
1: get it? If I'm with a Class S hero like you, then I won't get any credit! But as your disciple...
0: Genos, from the very beginning, my intense desire to be a hero was what led me down the path of strength training. That's how I made it this far. For you, perhaps things will change if you aim higher as a hero, to be more than what you are now. Frankly speaking, you're a cyborg, so training your body would be useless. Instead, a change in mindset may lead you to greater strength. Damn, listen to me. I'm just making all this crap up. So, in other words, it's not about having raw power or technique. Not at all. It's about training your mind. You must first fight your way through the professional hero industry. Aim to break into the top ten of the Class-S heroes. That will be your goal for the time being. I understand. I will try!
1: He totally bought it.
0: Sweetness! Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes, finally just two of us in our 30s, talk about anime. He's had a weird look on his face since this morning.
1: It's Andy. It's because I got 9 hours of sleep. That's what You have a awake... weird look.
0: You have a weird look on your face when you get enough sleep. Yeah, cuz I'm awake. Huh? Yeah, it's weird. And I'm leaving tomorrow's problems to tomorrow's me. I'm Bill.
1: Yeah, that's about right. Hi. <laughs> Hi, give me my phone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good at intros. Hi, how are you doing? I'm alright. <laughs> hey, we're here, we're tuning Japanese, we're a podcast, we talk about anime, we do this shit, we run it, we run the shit. You the run the shit. I do. I somehow managed to get an episode out last week, and hopefully this comes out the week following so it actually makes <laughs> sense, continuity-wise. I mean, it still will. Just... Just, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, we're still doing One Punch Man. Uh-huh. We are about... uh. third of the way into season one at this point a little over third of the way uh today we're talking about episode six the terrifying city which i think is the first Ah, city ah no i think it's the first time that we've kind of deviated a little bit from the naming conventions it's always been naming a person but here we have the terrifying city i guess they're personifying the city a little bit so maybe it is still kind of kind of similar there yeah that's what we're talking about this week but before we get into one punch man hey let's talk about some nerd news okay yes did it did it fund yes oh so that, how was our do you know about what our final number was in that chicanery I think they just barely got over the finish line yeah they probably forced every employee to purchase one or else they'd lose their jobs. well that that
0: jump that it took yes they said they opened up international orders
1: didn't you say they did that
0: already? No, they they brought in all the um the third-party orders mm, the first time. Okay. And then they opened it up. That did, that only got them like 4,000 extra. Gotcha. And then they opened up the international orders, and that's what that other jump was.
1: Okay, well, I guess that kind of makes sense, but man. Because they weren't going to do that originally. Right. Well, if they played
0: this thing by the, the rules they set up to start with, they wouldn't have made it.
1: No, totally not. Uh, so I guess we're going to see Unicron out there in the wild and... How? We'll probably never see one in the wild. Well, do you think? Well, do you think that they will? Do you think that eBay is going to have them for like over a thousand dollars? Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I. We were talking about that dinner one time. I said, you know, it, if I had the wiggle room, mm-hmm. the smart thing to do would be to buy two. Mm-hmm. Hang on to one for a year and then sell turn, it. Turn you get your on,
1: get your money right back.
0: Yeah, pay for both of them.
1: You'd have to have the down payment on that first, which but, is that'd 12, hefty. that be $1,200. That's very hefty. That I don't have anything around. No, definitely not. If you are one of those people that purchased this Transformer, please let us know. I'm kind of curious. I want to see if anyone actually is ordering this thing, or if they're just making up all these orders on the fly just to make these products, or to not make the product, and then just put it in a few social media posts, and then be done with it, and forget about it. I'm sure they'll make it. yeah. It's just crazy. The whole thing has been crazy. Yeah, it has. It almost feels like bad press to me, if you follow it.
0: If you really are watching what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, I know I've griped. I don't know if I did it on air or not, but I know I've griped about the Power Ranger thing because the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Yeah, we talked about that on yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. Pay 50 bucks for the chance to buy it, mm-hmm. and then it sells out in fifty in six minutes. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay $100 to get it. Get a $50 item because I have to buy the year subscription to polls. Right. Or I pay $50 for nothing. Which sucks. Because, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't do it. I didn't buy right, it. Right.
1: Right. Absolutely. But would suck for anyone that did it. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of nerd news this week, in all honesty. There's not a lot going on, I don't think. Uh, in my eSports news, which is something I haven't brought up in a long time oh, yeah. on, on the podcast. A segment uh, within a segment? Yeah, segment within a segment. Uh We're starting our third year of high school eSports uh, where I teach, which is crazy. Week one's done. Uh, all of my teams except for one won their first rounds. So that was pretty cool. Cool. That was pretty exciting. So that's going on. We uh Aside from that, the only other thing I can think of is... My Little Pony is making it into uh, Pokemon now. For real? Well, no. Okay. Um, So, Pokemon Company, I'll keep this brief, because I I don't want to give a lot of press to this.
0: I said they're thinking, like, he's going to say Pokemon. He's going to say Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it's true. Uh, Well, the new Pokemon game comes out next month, so Uh it's, like, right around the corner. They've been doing reveals for the game still, and they did a 24-hour stream. That was, like, essentially, like, an in-character sort of thing, where, like, this one character was setting up a camera in this forest to try to catch a glimpse of, like, this really rare Pokemon or something. Okay. But, so, like, we were just watching a loop of a stream, like, for 20... I, I wasn't watching at all. Right. For 24 hours. And then, halfway through, like, some sort of weird horse pony thing just runs through really quick. And people are like, what the fuck is that? And at the end, it comes out again, and it turns out it's... A alternate version, because this game, just like the last game, is going to have alternate versions of some of the original Pokemon. Okay. Like, for example, uh there's... Do you remember Coughing and Wheezing? Kind of. The one that, like, Jesse or James had? The one's like, a big purple ball and, like, just, yeah. like, sp- sp- spouts out smoke. Kind of. And smog. Uh There's, like... Because it's set in, essentially, like, Britain, like, a Britain-esque setting, one of the... I think the evolved form has, like, a top hat that looks like a smokestack, and then, like weird, they each have like weird British mustaches and stuff. Okay. It's really weird. But like, so like they're making like weird versions of original Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um. But apparently it's a Ponyta. Do you remember Ponyta? The fire horse? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Ponyta the fire horse. They're making a new version of that for this region, but it looks like a My Little Pony. And uh. it's like cut really colorful and purple and stuff. And it was really, That was. you had to wait 24 hours just to see a horse. Huh. That was it. So yeah, there's that. I don't regret not being part of this world. <laughs> I, I enjoy the games. I enjoy Nuzlocking. I think Nuzlocke is a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, further I get into it, I the, enjoy
0: giving your Nuzlocks Pokemon horrible names.
1: I appreciate it like very much. Uh, Twitch TV slash Lemon Nerd Boy. I uh, the more I mean, I will play the new game. I will enjoy the new game. But the more I get into these game after game after the game, the less excited I get about some of the things that they do. Well, I mean, what's left? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, like, they, they're they running out of ideas.
0: This is the next name I'm going to name one of your Pokemon. Okay.
1: What's that? I just texted it to you. Oh, okay. I'm going to check my phone. Um, I just got a... Uh, mop who? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Mop who? <sighs> Christ on a cracker. Uh, okay, so there's that. Uh, did you have any other specific nerd news that you can think of? Because I've got one more, but it's going to be really brief. Uh-uh. Okay. Then, Bubble Bobble 4 is coming to the Switch and other gaming consoles, and I'm very excited. That's the game about dinosaurs and gum, right? Uh, it's dinosaurs and candy, and there's monsters, and you blow bubbles. Like, I guess, like, I don't know if it's like, bubble gum bubbles or if it's just like they can just spit out water bubbles and it it captures the bad guys and you pop the bubbles and the bad guys die okay we might have even played it at one point we may have but but the original game came out for the NES I think it was also on a couple other systems but the, uh, the NES version is what I played the hell out of. It was one of my favorite games of all time. But they are releasing, I think next month, Bubble Bobble 4. And a, uh, a bonus if you get the game is they're going to give you a free copy of Bubble Bobble 1. And I'm very excited. Cause I, want, I just want to buy it from Bubble Bobble 1. Cause that game is amazing. I mean, I'll play it with you. Sweet. Alright, that's all I got really. Uh, hey, let's talk about Saitama. Let's talk about One Punch Man. Let's talk about episode 6, more specifically, The Terrifying City. So are we ready to jump into this episode? yeah let's do it. All right. So we open with a shot outside of Saitama's still trash apartment building, which is pretty common yeah i mean they they usually kind of start at home base. It's usually trash too. It usually is uh Saitama tells us that five days have gone by since the last episode, and if you don't remember last episode, we were focused on them getting into the superhero association, right, and they oh, yeah. are now heroes. They are. Genos is a class S hero at the bottom of the S class, Uh which we'll find out in this episode or the next episode what number that is specifically. And then Saitama is near the bottom of the C class heroes. He's a street level hero. Who never does a single street level thing, I think, in the next two episodes. He's supposed to uh, stop muggings and
0: uh, grocery store
1: robberies. Yeah. We find out actually all about this in this scene, because Saitama is just relaxing, reading manga... And he gets really annoyed by Genos, who is drawing and sketching things in his book. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? To which Genos says, I'm diagramming everything about you so I can learn from you. And he shows him the drawing. And it's just Saitama laying back on the on the little futon thing and his feet up. And he's reading manga. And he's like, analyzed the manga book and all these <laughs> things. It's just actually really, really funny. And actually, in this scene, too, what I thought was really cool, uh, kind of cool, was they get a close-up. Uh, of the manga, they kind of, in a panning shot real quick, and you see the letters JC on the manga, short for JC Staff, which is the group that I believe did season one of One Punch Man. Ah. Which is the same group that did Excel Saga. Right. And, and all that, so. I thought that was a nice little Easter egg. Uh, Saitama starts to struggle with himself, saying that Genos is already so much better than he is. That's the thing,
0: that's the thing about Easter eggs. What about them? Sometimes they're just an animal turd. <laughs>
1: Gross. <laughs> or i mean i guess sometimes you don't find him <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the actual way of saying that <sighs> so as i said saitama's pissed a little bit because genos is so much better than he is uh essentially At least he thinks that he's so much better than he is and he needs to justify essentially like this guy's gonna realize soon that i have nothing to teach him <laughs> <laughs> right i've got to make up some bullshit <laughs> That's literally what he says. He's yeah. like, he's like, I gotta make something up for him to buy. Well, and he's paying the rent now. So. Yeah. He's like, I feel like I'm taking advantage of this guy because I'm not doing anything for him. At this point, Genos actually kindly jumps in and reminds us and reminds Saitama that every class C citizen that doesn't record any hero. activity.
0: Class C hero. Oh,
1: sorry. Class C hero that doesn't record any activity, superhero activity within a week is immediately dropped. They're just like, see you later. So can you re-register? I imagine you probably could re-register, but... Pay the fees again, maybe? Yeah, it's a way to get money, I'm sure. Absolutely. I mean, mean, we've seen a lot of behind-the-scenes business suit kind of thing. Right. Absolutely, it's just to get money. He also tells him that the news that he watches only report on the really, really bad things. They don't report on the small crimes, the petty crimes. Right. So it's up to Saitama to get out there on the streets and take care of things for himself. Street level. Justice. Street level justice. You gotta patrol. Absolutely. Uh, at that, Saitama freaks the fuck out. He suits up and then he gets ready to take on the world's baddies at the lowest level. Sayarama is what I typed there instead of Saitama. Uh, <laughs> Sa- <laughs> Sayarama,
0: the Japanese festival of saying goodbye.
1: <laughs> Hello. Saitama goes all mature voice mode on Genos. And just kind of talks about, like, you need to refocus your efforts. And if you are going to be a real hero, you will have to get into your mind and figure out what it means to be a hero. He basically just makes a whole bunch of shit up. Mm-hmm. To which he even says, like, oh, my God, he's never going to buy this. I'm just making up all kinds of stuff. Uh But Genos absolutely buys it. And says, he, he says, yes, you are absolutely right, Master Saitama. I do need to work harder to become one of the top 10 S-class heroes. <sighs> This weird dynamic between these two. Very weird. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure how I feel about it. I mean, Genos isn't wrong because
0: obviously Saitama is capable of defeating anything with one punch. Mm -hmm. He's just overly enthusiastic. And I think he doesn't believe Saitama. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's that he thinks that he doesn't notice Saitama as a doofus. Mm -hmm. I think he doesn't believe it.
1: Yeah. Kind of like seeing through Vashta stampedes. Right. Sort of like actions and weirdness. Exactly. Except okay. there isn't anything there. Right. Yeah. Maybe he he sees, he thinks there's, yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. Interesting comparison. It's an interesting dynamic, I think, in large part because, and again, maybe I'm just not able to think of any examples off the top of my head, but how often do we see the example where the master is so inept and the student is, And maybe it happens more than I'm thinking. The
0: tick is the one I'm thinking of.
1: Okay. And granted,
0: physically the tick was dominant.
1: Okay. On that too. But okay, I can see the tick. The tick But he was like also totally inept. Oh, totally. I guess it goes back to even something like Don Quixote. Okay. Like Don, Don Quixote <laughs> is crazy. He thinks, you know, he he you know chases windmills, thinks they're giants, doesn't right. really like thinks he's this big hero, and then he's just followed along by Sancho Panza, who is just kind of like, yeah. Now you lost me. Okay. That was a literary reference. There's someone out there that got it and it's like, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of. This, this is a retelling of I, Don Quixote. This is the same i kind of
0: understanding Don Quixote, but. Yeah, it's okay. It's but, a really long book. Like, I, I don't... would
1: suggest you read it, but it's it's really long and there's this. I mean, it's not this literally long. It's just it would get boring right, for a while. It's not that good of a book, in my opinion. Gotcha. <sighs> Anywho, what were we talking about? Except in this case, the windmills would be
0: giants. Yes. And he'd be winning with one stab. He would be.
1: Absolutely. Uh, all right. So he heads out, uh, and just starts speeding around town. Literally. Right. Like just rushing down like Roadrunner and leaving dust clouds in his wake. Uh, essentially looking for bad guys to beat up. And then he gives up because he can't find a single one. And he says, well, I guess tomorrow's problems. I'm going to leave those to tomorrow's me. Yep. And, uh, that's when we get our theme song. We come back to Saitama and his search for justice. He is wigging the fuck out the next day because the city is far too quiet. He just kind of looks around. And there's people smiling and talking and just having a general good time. There's right. nothing wrong with the city. At all. Until Saitama gets a knife thrown at his head, which he catches. Yep. With ease. And he's met by an old enemy. What was his name? Seat on the ground. Lost and found. Jack-o'-lantern panic. Great band name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> nope, it's Speed of Sound Sonic. Remember him? Yes. Yes. I do. Our recurring villain now. Uh, our first time we've had, I think we've had a recurring rival. villain. A rival, if you will. Uh, he's shown up because he wants to settle things with Saitama, but Saitama is like, eh, I'm too busy trying to find bad guys. Not interested. <laughs> I love it. It just, it's just great. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't deal with you, bad guy. I'm on the search for bad guys. Well,
0: I can't deal with you, currently law-abiding bad guy true because i am looking for people breaking the law
1: yes which is part of what happens a little bit later because sonic is gonna go oh if i just start breaking the law he'll have to fight me if you told him that earlier it solved both their problems it really really would that yeah this this episode's weird uh so like, go stab some people And then I'll come stop you. Yeah, and at first he doesn't go stab some people. He tries to just straight up attack Saitama. He rushes with his sword. He he pulls his sword. He runs in, And there's a slow motion shot of Saitama just reaching out and just biting and breaking the sword with his teeth. Which is cool. It was really cool. And what's really cool about it is that super sound Sonic, whatever, who's super fast, doesn't even realize what happens. He's that slow on, like, figuring it out. He goes, I don't know what happened, but my sword just shattered. And it was his teeth. And yep. that's just great.
0: Yeah, we're introduced to what is supposedly one of the fastest characters in existence. And again, just like toughness and strength, Saitama completely leaving them in the dust.
1: Oh, yeah, outmatches him completely. I mean, we saw that in the earlier episode with the big giant man who was supposed to be the strongest man in the world, with, with his brother, yep. you know, uh, like, helped him to achieve that. And he's nothing compared yep. to Saitama. So when... Super Sound Sonic says, like, is all like, how the hell did that happen? Saitama so gets all dramatic. His face gets shaded and shadowed in that cool effect. And he says, anyone that gets in my way is going to get punched.
0: I'm proud he didn't say punched.
1: <laughs> I'm, I really wanted to <laughs> say punched. But then... Without context, that sounds different. It does sound very different. <laughs> we need to start recording our D&D games, apparently. But we cut to a woman shouting she is pointing the finger at the two and saying that's the one that's causing trouble cue a new superhero tank top tiger yep bill yes you wanna tell me your impressions of tank top tiger I like a shirt <laughs> <laughs> would you wear would you wear that I would I, yeah you totally would dude is just wearing a tank top surprising yeah. and he's a tiger, got a tiger print tiger print hair. right he's got tiger print hair yep and he's just a big buff bro dude.
0: I think I made a character like that, but with a leopard instead of
1: yes, tiger. yes, <laughs> yeah. You would be, uh you would be tank top leopard. Uh So <laughs> I would do. That's it. That's him. And it turns out the woman is not shrieking about Sonic, but is shrieking about Saitama. She says, "You've been running around here causing trouble and freaking people out for too long. Get him, tank top." Fucking weird. She even goes as far to say, as far as to say. He was running around with a, quote, weird look on his face since this morning, (laughs) which was the look of panic, to be fair, of like, I need to find someone to fight. Tiger warns Saitama to knock his shit off, essentially, and the crowd get all jazzed. They're like, oh, my God, is that Tank Talk Tiger? Holy crap, I love him. He's the best. And he's just hamming it up for the crowd. Oh, yeah. And again, Saitama's like, why the fuck does no one know who I am? I have saved the, the, the city from so many people. It's ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. Tiger wants to fight so he can look good. But Sonic sends more exploding shurikens at him instead. And I think, I thought at the moment killed him. Like, (laughs) I thought he just straight up killed the tiger. I thought like that was going to be his one appearance in the whole anime. Yeah. No. Turns out. No, we'll see him later. Yep. But yeah, just, just throws explosive shurikens. And he says it with like, not even any gusto. He's like exploding shurikens. (laughs) Bull explosion. Dead. Which, of course, causes the people of the town to freak out. Right, They run the fuck away. They're like, oh my god, we need a hero! We need a hero! And Saitama's like, I'm standing right here! I'm right here, damn it." The irony. Sonic realizes Saitama is part of the society at this point and says, well, I'm just gonna make a scene. I'm gonna force you to fight me. And so he starts blowing buildings up. I'll do it. Saitama's forced to act, you know, saving people by, like, I don't know, like, uppercutting flying cars that are heading towards children. Yep. And somehow Saitama still doesn't get the fact that he could just fight sonic he's like oh man like you're causing all this destruction and, and like what am i gonna do it's like dude just punch him just punch him and be done with he's trolling him at this point yeah he really is but eventually he does realize oh yeah and he flies up in the air and he just kind of great kali chops him straight in the head and he yep. sends a barreling down to the ground in a crater so yeah that was that fight scene that was not as well drawn out as the last episode with genos no no so we go back to to this society uh the the, the suits Yep. And they are tracking the actions of Speed the... of Sound Sonic. They talk about a ghost town?
0: Yeah, I, you know, this is kind of a... And again, as the uh, the least invested anime fan of the show, mm-hmm. I've noticed there's this trope of like... Well, there, there's an anime called Demon City Shinjuku. There always seems to be like a pocket of city that's abandoned and full of like... Mm-hmm. Bad juju of some sort. Right. And so and... I guess it's another one of those.
1: And it just comes out of nowhere. Like they asked about dude. it and they asked about official inquiries. But into again, I think it. that's why it's a trope. Cause like, I think if you're a
0: Japanese fan watching this, like it would take no explanation. Like, of course there's a, oh, yeah. a section of town with ghosts and monsters and stuff. Yeah. It, it seems like that. Cause like I said, I've seen that. I think even Sailor Moon like made mention of it in one of the episodes. I think it's, you're like, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That a ghost lady named Tornado appears. Not a ghost. Not a ghost. Not a ghost. She just seems like a ghost. She kind of just floats out of nowhere. She's
0: ghosty and I think maybe that's what you're supposed to think. Okay.
1: Can I, can I stop for a second and talk about, this is about the time around this area of the episode where I started to again lose interest a little bit. Yeah. Because they just, they just throw all of these superheroes at you. Cause it just goes, like, com- you start over basically. Yeah. And it's just so much to try to figure out. Yep. Cause last episode we were introduced to a hero. I thought he was going to play a big role, but we haven't seen him this episode. Right. And then it's just almost like too much info. It's like analysis paralysis. It's just too much they're trying to throw at you all at once.
0: She becomes marginally more important.
1: Okay. I mean, she's unique enough. Like she looks unique enough with yeah. like the the kind of the weird ghostly ish aspects, the bright green hair. I don't know if is it. I don't know if they spoil to tell you what she is. Yeah. I well, I don't just, think it is. But I mean, she's a class S hero. I think they yes, say. Yeah. She's yeah. She's a psychic. Okay. She's a telekinetic. That makes sense. That, I mean, no, that, that
0: totally makes sense. They call her an Esper,
1: I think. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of a neat little reference. Yeah, so this whole thing is kind of confusing. She's S-class. She flies away, being all snarky. Then we get a final shot of a weird trash lady. Like, like seaweed. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I do not know if it's a girl. It might even be a boy. I th- think that thing is male. I think so, too. I feel like and there's I, one gendered comment
0: at some point. Yeah, I think there is, too. And I believe that that's supposed to be, like, kelp. That's why I wrote. It was, like, kelp.
1: Yeah. And now, they give it a different name, like, a specific name for, but, like, seaweed yeah. of some sort. But, yeah, that, that leads us to our break card already. Neat. Welcome to the break card. It's Andy, and you're listening to Tuning Japanese. That's that podcast where we talk about anime. We're currently knee-deep into One Punch Man. We'd probably even be further than that if I could actually release some episodes want to thank you once again for hanging with us. I know that it's probably for some of you a little annoying that we haven't gotten new episodes out every single week, but I'm doing my best. Life has changed a lot for me lately. Josh isn't around as often for us to record. Bill has a new job. Uh, it's been tough to get things out, and even when we do get a chance to record, finding the time to sit down right now and edit this, which takes me multiple hours to do, is just is tough. So we thank you for your patience. We thank you for sticking with us. And we really do hope that you enjoy the content that we create here as part of Tuning Japanese. We will be back next week with a really, really, really fun. I think it's one of the most fun things we've recorded, Halloween episodes. Uh, I know Bill and I just had an absolute blast. I probably had more fun than he did just because I was geeking out. The content of what we were talking about it was a little bit up my alley, so it was a ton of fun, and I think you will enjoy that. We are going to do our damnedest to have that out on Halloween, which is next Thursday. If you want to help us continue to support the show, you can do so by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, sharing this show with your friends, going to our social media, and following us on Facebook or Twitter. Or monetarily, you can donate to us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. We actually have two bonus episodes I have not had time to edit. I'm really not going to do much editing anyway on them, but I'm just going to toss those up soon. And that will be some additional bonus episode content that you can only get as one of our patrons. I think it's about time for me to get this episode out. I'm already a week late, so I don't want to delay it any further. But we've got... This week's episode, we got the Halloween episode, and we have the next episode of our review of One Punch Man already done. So we have content, just got to find the time to get it all put together. Let's get right back into our review of episode six of One Punch Man. We're back for the break card, and we go back to more suits, because... The break card went by fast. It did go by fast. There wasn't a lot to talk it's about. It's almost this like time. we just waited. It's almost like we waited five seconds. <laughs> And then just started talking again. dead air, yep. Yeah. So there's more suits. Do I have a superpower? I'm sorry, what? Did I time travel? I think you did. Whoa. Yeah. You could be a rank B superhero without power. B for Bill. The only time I've ever time traveled in the past was when I drank too much absinthe. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it. That will do
0: it. If you're square, you call it passing out. (laughs) Blacking out. Oh, my
1: lord. See, the absinthe didn't do anything to me. Like... (laughs) Because you weren't doing shots of it. That's true. That's true. I mean, I had a decent amount of it that night, but I was just like, eh.
0: <laughs> I was taking a bite of orange, licking sugar off the back of my hand, and then taking a shot of it like it was tequila. Oh, good lord. And then I had absinthe and Mountain Dew. Uh,
1: to be fair, it wasn't the good stuff with wormwood anyway. I mean, it probably was. Well, you can't get that shit in America.
0: You need to start listening to NEAT, uh-huh. Taylor's Booze Cast. Uh-huh. So
1: you can get the shit in America?
0: It, it, there's no shit. I mean, it's... The stuff they're sending to America is exactly the same stuff. I've always heard the opposite. I know. That's because it's a big urban legend about it. Huh. Okay. Real uh, absinthe is not hallucinogenic. Uh Uh-huh. It's all got wormwood in it. It's just a bittering agent. Okay. There's a slight stimulant Mm -hmm. built into it. The drunk's a little bit different than a normal one. Hmm probably closer to like four loco or that B to the stuff oh, right, We get a little bit of, but not anywhere near that heavily caffeinated, but there's a little bit of a stimulant from some of the herbs, but uh-huh. fascinating, and it, but it's very high proof and you get really, mm-hmm. really drunk. Get, re-
1: get fucked up. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Anime. Uh, thank you for tuning into drunk cast. We'll see you next time. Right. That's probably a podcast already. I mean, there's a booze cast already. That's, that's fair. You just mentioned it. That's true. Yeah. Have you been S- drinking? Uh, no, not yet. I'm going to drink later. I've got two bottles of wine in my car. I'm very excited to imbibe. Uh, so we go back to more suits. More suits. More suits. They're in a war room type situation. And this is, again, one of those parts where... Harumph. Harumph. Where I'm just like, what is happening in this anime? So they're talking about all the different sections of the city. Right. And they're saying, what about City Q? How's City Q doing? Well, City Q's doing great. Yeah, but see, that's another anime thing. I mean, they did that in Excel Saga. Yeah, like Prefecture F or yeah, whatever. Yeah, C- a, so... city, a city of F. It's got to be a real Japanese thing. Yeah. Of some sort. It, it, it's tying into something. Yeah. But this, like, they start talking about all these places. They say City Q is safe because Watchdog Man has taken care of it. He's a Class S hero, by the way. Dude, you
0: see Watchdog Man in Season 2? He's weird. He's a bad motherfucker.
1: Uh, he is just a bland-faced dude in a w- really terrible wolf costume. We see him atop a pile of dead monster, m- monsters and monster parts. He is a Banff. It was weird as fucking shit. It was bu- fucking bizarre. We then then they mention city W, which is being uh, being monitored by Heavy Kong. Okay. Which is just some dude, and he's class A, and they're like, "It's fine." Okay. Then they say city H is being watched over by Mushroom and, I think they said Horsebone? I, I couldn't really catch what it was. It was just a dude that looks like Bojack Horseman. Right. Uh, and then, like, a chick with, like, Mushroom shoulder pads. Right. Uh She's Class B, he's Class C. City D, apparently there was a giant monster, a uh, creature attack there, but then we see, actually, a glimpse of the big strongman that uh, Saitama took down from the or an earlier episode. The one, the brothers. The one that was, like, essentially the parallel to Trigun and... Yeah, uh, we see... They okay. show. They oh, show a glimpse. They oh, show. They're referring
0: to they're that. They're referring to that incident. That yep. They okay. show.
1: They show a crater, and then they show a picture of him. I was gonna say
0: because he wasn't a monster. Or no, he, or he wasn't a hero.
1: No. Okay. But they're, they're they're still cleaning up after that incident. Okay. There, okay. Is what they say, and uh, that's good old Lightning Genji, who is class A, who is taking care of that.
0: Yep. I think we saw him in the first episode, taken out by that pickle-looking motherfucker. Was that that dude? I believe he was one oh, of them. Oh,
1: interesting. They also mentioned CDF uh and Snake Bite Snake Bite Snake and they actually say it with like <laughs> Snake. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, again he's class A. And he's watching over Hammerhead, who we saw from a couple episodes ago. Yep. The guy who with the power armor on, yep. who they said he was spotted with a suit and tie on. And we're trying to keep an eye on him, make sure he's not doing anything. <laughs> and he's just literally just trying to get a job. Getting a, jo- a straight job. Yep. And like he's, like what, what I love is the, my favorite part of that image, he's got a bandage like on the back of his bald head. Yep. So good. Where the can I hit him? Yes. And then they mentioned about city Z. No reports. This is the ghost city, uh, where two class A heroes have been sent. So yeah, again, it's just like, here's a bunch of heroes. Maybe yep. they'll be important. Maybe they won't. And with like 13 episodes, it just it just boggles my mind that any of these could be important at all. I
0: think they want to establish this world. I think this is a world building. Mm-hmm. Like there are heroes out there, and they all have a a hierarchy and a rank, and yeah, you know, they have a home territory to to protect, and it's just a lot to follow. It is, and I I think ultimately, it's not. Like don't worry about it. I know, but I, I do. I think that's <laughs> I think that's the. The takeaway there is just don't worry about it. I, I, I need to, yeah. I just need to not worry about it. You're right. There are there are a lot of heroes. There are a lot of different classes. They're all over the city. They mix freely between the ranks. Mm-hmm. I think that's all, all you're really supposed to get.
1: Okay, that's fair. So, speaking of City Z, we yes. go to City Z, and it is indeed a place without a lot of people. And we see two heroes, a man in a suit with pretty golden eyes and a mustache. He's there with a kind of like... Big, brawly, thuggish-looking white dude with, like, a white cap on um, and a big old jacket that says on the back, Golden Ball. Right, right. Which I guess is his name. Yep. As we'll find out in a little bit. Yep. Uh, They are surveying the damage done by monsters. And they just kind of talk for a long time about, like, hey, I hear monsters are here. Like, I haven't seen a monster, though. I wonder where those monsters are hiding. What brought the monsters here in the first place? And it's just, they're just chatting back and forth for a while. Geno senses a disturbance briefly at that point, whatever monster is haunting City Z wanders by, catching the hero's attention. That's that weird seaweed monster thing. Uh, We cut back to Genos briefly, who ignores this feeling, going back to cleaning Saitama's toilet, (laughs) like you do. That was his training. That's part of his training. The monster, which is a shadowed boy, woman, whatever, with one bloodshot eye and brown kelp hair, is wandering around. And just kind of like, hey, what? I heard this place was full of monsters. I don't see a monster either, which is just exactly what the good guys yeah. are doing. Yep. Cousin shit, if you will. Oh, love it. This dude is
0: just wandering around, and then... Oh, the monster's name was Kombu Infinity. Wait, what? Apparently the monster's name was Kombu Infinity.
1: Huh. I guess I didn't realize that. <laughs> they, I don't think they ever gave the name, like, straight up anywhere in this episode. I may have gotten that from subtitles. You probably got it from subtitles, because they definitely didn't mention it, I think, in the episode at all.
0: It's been also the road, I don't remember. Yeah.
1: So, the thug, who gets identified as Golden Ball, uh, decides he's going to take it out by essentially leveling a laser-sighted slingshot at him? Yep. That's anime as shit. That's Combo. Oh, okay. Anime as shit. And he has
0: the little golden balls that he shoots
1: out of it. Yep, he flings the golden bullet, that he calls it, and it turns into a drill that would make Simone all hot and horny. All right. Uh It goes and then uh just gets deflected off to the side by the kelp monster. And at that point, she reaches out her kelp, grabs Golden Ball by the leg, and just beats the ever-loving shit out of him. Yep. Just bashes him side to side again and again against buildings uh and just completely takes him out of the well, fight. He's a guy with a slingshot, so, I mean... That's all he gets. It's Fancy Stash's turn. Spring Mustachio. Yes, we find that out in a little bit. Spring Mustachio. That is a cool-ass name. I want to play Spring Mustachio in something. It may not be this dude exactly, but I just want to play a character named Spring Mustachio. <laughs> Fucking love it. So he essentially turns a handkerchief into a rapier. Yeah, he's like a mater d. I guess I didn't put those two things together. <laughs> he's like a cool, like not, a, a, not as cool version of Space Butler. He's like a fencing mater d'. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Space Butler's cooler? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. So, he goes all Xena and starts shrieking. As I said to Jessica Calvello, Space Butler's fucking metal. Space Butler is fucking metal. I agree. Nothing beats Space Butler. Uh, so, he legit starts screaming like Xena. Like, yep. ah, yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> and then starts de- deflecting incoming kelp with his rapier. Yep. That's a sentence you can only say in anime. Pretty much. Uh, so, the sword then turns into a screw? I guess a maybe... Spring. Oh, spring, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe, like, as a mater d' also, like, to... Like a, like a wine cork? Un, un, yeah, wine cork. Yeah, yeah like, uncork. Yeah, uncork, I, didn't, uncork I didn't put that a together. A wine bottle. I didn't put that together, but yeah. I could see I could see both of those things. So, yeah, it turns it into a, spr- a screw or whatever, and he shouts, Tomboy Thrust! I, I got nothing. I don't know. But it misses. I don't... I don't, I don't have any idea. I don't even have a joke. I don't, I don't have anything there at all. So, he realizes, oh, shit, that didn't work. So, he starts stalling for time. So that way he could, behind his back, dial the number on his old-fashioned cell phone. Right. Uh, to the flip a, phone. <laughs> his flip phone. One of my students the other day had a flip phone, and I it was cracking me up. Like,
0: it makes sense that superheroes are carrying Nokia's.
1: You're probably right. Yeah, those things. You don't <laughs> your want your iPhone break. doesn't shatter when you. Oh yeah, when you knock off a building when you just look at it wrong. Yeah. Uh, fucking iPhones. No, I just mean, no, You know what? Mine's pretty sturdy. You're the. You're just the only one I've ever seen that like. Is not just, like, covered in shattered marks everywhere. But then well, again, I'm around high schoolers mostly, that's, so that's, that's probably part of, part of your of problem. It.
0: Well, I have a nice OtterBox case. You
1: do have a good OtterBox. I take care of
0: the damn thing. That's true. I have a, a screen protector. Mm-hmm. The only shatter I have is a screen protector that will break in it, but... Yeah. Well, that's fine. I, I, I swerged for, like, the $40 one that gets replaced anytime I need it. That's fair. And it doesn't shatter all the time. No, I'm just saying, like... But it would if, like, some goat man supervillain knocked me off the roof of a building...
1: So the monster gills all crazy, saying that he could become the ghost town monster. That has a ring to it. And this is yeah. where we see that he's got two bloodshot crazy eyes. We go back to the suits. And they get a distre- the distress call from Spring Mustachio. And they call in any nearby hero, class A or higher, to take care of this problem. And again, we get a lot of shots of superheroes that are all ridiculous. We get a what looks like a balding businessman... In a suit, but he has shoulder pads, uh, outside of a vending machine, talking to a caped guy with a weird cross mark face that's golden, who's like shaking up a can of juice or whatever that he gets from a vending machine. If I'm remembering
0: the cross mark face guy, I thought that was kind of cool, if I'm remembering that correctly. He
1: was probably the coolest one yeah. of all the, the superheroes we're about to see. Yep. Uh, I liked his design the most. Uh, we get a cowboy who's wearing a gas mask for some reason. I'm sure these are puns. I'm sure we oh, you're probably right. I'm, I'm sure, sure there's gotta be a a, a a word play thing. I'm
0: sure these are wordplays. This is
1: like a like cell saga like haha, your Japanese wordplay is great, Pedro. <laughs> Oh my God! So there's a man in a red spandex suit with a smiley face and a black mask. There's a bigger That's smile man. I think we saw him before, didn't uh, we? Maybe no. This is a different smile man. I think I think I don't think it's quite the same guy. Is it not the same guy? Different. I think he's also just another smiley face themed villain or a uh, good guy. Uh, we see kind of a, a bulkier, fatter dude uh, in a pink suit and a yellow cape and a cat, pink cat eared cap with a letter F on it. Like that was weird. Uh, there's a samurai with a weird like fox mask thing. But like uh, the top part is, like, pulled aside and kind of looks like a human. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> there's a man in a blue outfit that says that he will go catch the tiger by its tail. And okay. I, don't, I don't know who he is either. Yep. Just another dude. Which he doesn't, by the way. He doesn't get there. But <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is me. And like they give the emphasis, like, oh, this dude's going to be, like, cool. And he's going to fight Saitama. Nope. Just a weird fucking red herring. Yep. So, speaking of, back to the fight here. Uh, Mustachio goes down. And the monster's disappointed. He's like, aww. Yeah, not going down that way, Bill. Okay. Uh, he goes, oh, he didn't even let out a scream. I wanted him to scream. Why didn't he scream? Scream, guy. Uh, and
0: apparently. Come on. Yeah. Scream. He's like bumping his foot. Yeah.
1: Come on. (laughs) Give me satisfaction. I can't come if you don't scream. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like going for pathetic. Like, come on. (laughs) Sorry. I took that sexually. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Episode title. Oh, my God. Um, apparently, monsters also care about being famous. He's like, I'm going to be the most famous monster that right, ever lived. Right, right. I don't... It's weird social commentary. I think that's a big
0: part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Speaking about last episode, who super, super fan, Matt. I said that mm-hmm. was... Actually, let me pull up exactly what I said. Yeah, do it. So I can... Uh, give you know, him credit. Well... And give yourself credit. We were, yeah, we were talking
1: about it, but... See what happens, see. folks, when you back our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. We'll talk to you. Yep, yep. Like, like we do.
0: There's the part about Josh's sex tape being four men's long and filled with shit.
1: Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you can decide, folks, if that's real or not. You guys know Josh pretty well at this point.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Monday he told me that, uh, he goes, Thomas strength alone should have assured he got S rank. Putting him in C is BS. And I was like, did we get the episode out? We were just discussing that. <laughs> he just said that's a sticking point with him for the show. Mm-hmm. So this is the part I wanted to get to. What I said long story short, I think it's deliberate and a commentary on marketing and reality culture. It doesn't matter if he is the best if no one cares. I think it's part of the real struggle of the series and his secondary motive, or the secondary motif behind his boredom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said it's all part of his search for meaning.
1: I can see that totally, hundred you know, percent. we live
0: in a culture where that does lead to meaning, right? It doesn't matter if you're good at anything, you're a celebrity if. You're famous and you make a big enough ass of yourself.
1: That is so true.
0: You know, he is, I mean, not he, you know, this anime is full of, you know, Kardashians and Paris Hiltons that are, it doesn't matter how good they are, how powerful they are, or he could take them. Right. And I think that's part of what's driving him nuts is even though he, he is superior, nobody will recognize it.
1: Mm -hmm. I can definitely see that. This is when Saitama shows up. He's walking along, uh, and he has carrying groceries like he, act, do. like he normally does. And he's about to get attacked, and he gets worried. So really? he get attacked by this cult monster, and he's worried because he forgot to buy soup stock at the store.
0: <laughs> because they use kombu to make dashi broth. They do. So it's... this is
1: fucked up. <laughs> like, okay, I, I have, I have, I want to have an interesting conversation in a minute, but let oh. me explain what's what happens next first. So we cut to a scene in Saitama, with Saitama in his kitchen, and he is cooking what appears to be the monster, <laughs> right? And when Genos asks, like, about the kelp, or kombu, which he says, yep. uh, he makes something up. Like, oh, uh yeah, I'm just using the stew, I'm making it in the stew, blah, blah, blah. And Genos then says, oh, yeah, I hear that's good for hair growth, uh, which is a funny joke. But here's my problem. Uh-huh. Or not my problem, I, just, I was curious. Throughout this anime and this episode and the next... Every time Saitama does something, it gets kind of ignored. They don't really know what happens, like, in the masses. Like, like no one knows that Saitama's done all this, apparently. Right, right. Because, like, they mentioned earlier, like, there's a weird monster attack, and we don't know what happened there. Uh, and There's a crater. Um, You know, here, they're like, when the superheroes do eventually show up later on in this episode, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about, they're like, what the fuck happened? Uh, the monster must have got away, or there's another monster. Right. Here's the question I want to pose. Is Saitama the bad guy? in this or the perceived or, or is the perception of him being an unknown bad guy enough to make him a bad guy in this anime? Do you want to answer there just from what we've seen? I'm curious. I'm just curious what you think just from the, Uh, from this point. I I think you're, I think you're digging too deep. You think I'm digging too deep?
0: I think you are. I think that would be an interesting anime in its own right, Mm -hmm. but that's not really other than like, Oh, Hey, he's bald. He must be one of them. Oh, Mm -hmm. Hey, he's a weirdo. There's a little bit of that. I think it's got more to do with him being ignored. I think it's got, like I just said, you know, about the, the celebrity culture of it. And since he's not yelling giant monologues and acting all flashy and, you know, really making sure that people see him beat up the bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he defeats him so fast and so efficiently that, you know, nobody knows what he's doing. It's just interesting. And cause he, he doesn't have the, the the presence of mind to
1: to try to be that glory hog. I just find it interesting that he gets painted, whether he realizes it or not, then as a monster himself.
0: It is interesting. And
1: and even in the next episode, it becomes a a big, like the big talking point of the episode where he does something in the next episode to save people, but then he gets blamed for it. Right.
0: I think it's less him being, this isn't the story of how somebody became a villain. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of a sad sack. Okay. I think is what it really amounts to. It's just like, everything he does, nobody appreciates it.
1: Yeah.
0: He just doesn't get any satisfaction out of anything, and he doesn't market himself. He doesn't see the reason to. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I like this. Maybe that's where this is coming from. Okay. But I think there's definitely a level of, you know, I'm not the social person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I don't try to go out of my way to make attention. You know, I go to my job, I do it well. Mm-hmm. frankly, I do it very well. I don't get anywhere' cause I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not screaming. look at me, look how awesome I am, mm-hmm. like my previous employer. you know, they would have these contests
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and oh, I'll get your people to write in and and do a survey and whoever gets the most positive surveys
1: will win something but win
0: something, and the people that would win that would be we had a technician in a different territory who was hopeless, but he would stand over the people, talk to them, badger them, get them to do it with him standing there. And then he would get this prize because he was so great. And he had all these great reviews. Mm -hmm. Whereas I would go in, do my job, do it. Well, maybe say in passing, Hey, we have this thing. Here's a card.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I didn't have as many reviews. I don't get the prize. Mm -hmm. I don't get awarded anything. I don't get, we're viewed as at, you know, the same level or almost the same level because the public person, I can almost, under that's maybe part of this. I get mm-hmm. that. Like I try, I do.
1: So you feel like you're, you're in a similar situation. To right. Like Tama goes through right. so you can connect with the character.
0: Right. Okay.
1: That makes sense.
0: You know, I've not, not anymore necessarily, but in, in, in the past, yes. I've, yeah. and, and not just in that job, but in general in life, I feel mm-hmm. like since I don't network, I don't glad hand, I don't. Maybe I'm not even especially likable. I like you, Bill. I know you do. <laughs> it's cause you're not stupid. <laughs> um, but I'm not especially likable. Uh huh. Like, okay. And this isn't a knock because obviously uh-huh. you've worked hard also. Uh-huh. People like you. People gravitate to you. You've always had that ability. Mm-hmm. I think that makes you good at your job because that is part of your job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, connection is part of that.
1: Yeah. That totally, career
0: path. Totally. But you've always had that ability. People always like you right away, pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have that. I don't have that ability.
1: Yeah. I wonder if here's here's a, an interesting train of thought off of that. I wonder if the appeal of Saitama as a character and the appeal of this anime in Japanese culture catches is, has caught on so much because of the fact that of the I don't want to say that everyone is like this, but like there's this always a perception in Japanese media of like the soulless dead-end job like i'm just working really no, hard and, no and recognition do, no recognition i'm just doing a job to help someone else and i go home and i'm in my like small little home and i'm just i'm just miserable kind of thing like and i'm not saying that everyone in Jap- japanese society is that way right but there's a perception but, but that's I think, a
0: stereotype
1: because of it seems like there is a large portion of society that feels that way perhaps. yes
0: and i kind of fit in there it's and like i said you were probably a bad example because i said you but Again, you also work hard, and it's also part of your job. hmm My previous employer, the owner, totally incompetent at everything. hmm Somehow is rich. Oh, yeah. Because he walks around in glad hands and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and bullshits, and, and, you know, that he's, he's a better other end of the spectrum. Right. Like, if the apocalypse comes tomorrow, he is going to die, because he's not going to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. Or he'll fucking be the governor,
1: right? Exactly. Yeah, one of the um, one of the extremes. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that I guess that maybe that is why I like this because I uh-huh. I get that there's a lot of times in my life with what the thing I am doing, I am well above average, mm-hmm. but because I don't have the I don't even want to say I don't have the people skills, because I'm not especially bad at people.
1: Maybe it's the I don't want to say drive either because that's that's not really the right way that I'm the phrase. The interest. Maybe
0: that my my intro again. I'm not a shy introvert. Mm-hmm. I may I don't care about other people intro, like I'm not nosy. I don't want to know about your life. Mm-hmm. I right and because I don't have that, no matter how good I am,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can see that. I can see that, and I can see the connection to the the character. And as I never well. and I never thought
0: about that till right now. But that's, that's interesting. I'm yeah. really starting to think of maybe that as part of my.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Appeal to this anime and this uh-huh. character. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. I guess let's I guess let's get back into yeah. we're Sorry, that... No, no, fine. That was a good conversation. Uh but we're almost done with the episode. So we go back to some more suits and they recap what happened with the they called the monster. Uh-huh. Um, which obviously is the kelp thing, but they're also saying like there must be something else outside there's of it. There's something
0: bigger than that monster.
1: Yeah. We cut but, to a woman who we've never seen before. But then again, there's a C class hero that they're
0: not they don't particularly know or care about, the bottom mm-hmm. of C class. Clearly, he didn't do it. It can't be him,
1: right? At all. Like, and that they happens never, in the next episode yep, too, where it's even, like he doesn't get credit for something, right? So, yeah, absolutely. We cut to a woman who we've never seen before. She says she'll pass on checking up on City Z. Must be another S class hero. Um, I don't remember what she looked. She had. Like. She also had like kind of like dark green hair, like not the not the not the brighter green hair like Tornado, but she had darker green hair.
0: I'm guessing she is probably the head of uh, the B class. Okay. The top of the B-class. Her? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, she gets a random bit of screen time, and again, we don't really get any follow-up with that.
0: She actually becomes more important in season two.
1: Okay. Yep. So again, they're laying groundwork.
0: Yep. That one is, that is, um, that's Hellish Blizzard. Okay. The younger, the younger sister of Terrible Tornado. Okay. Although she looks like she's much more- Oh, she looks more old. she looks yeah, much older. She looks older. Older. She's a more mature.
1: Yeah. Speaking of tornado, uh, she is angry because she wanted to go take care of this and right. they wouldn't send her in the first place. Uh, the suits tell her, "Yeah, I think you would have had trouble with this," and she get, gets really mad about that. Obviously, <laughs> like, uh, excuse me. Uh, the heroes arrive and they see the destruction, and the destruction is big. Like, Saitama punched her like through a building, essentially, like like a broken oh, yeah. down like giant building, and obviously it was Saitama destroying the monster that did this, and an entire building is just level and needs to be rebuilt. Then we cut to a really interesting, a group of monsters, like weird little subterranean underground monsters Yep. who also are gathered together, just like the heroes, just like the people in the town, like whispering and saying like, Hey, what, what, what caused that? So like everyone is wondering what caused this and no one knows the truth. Yep. So really nobody, fascinating. Nobody even bothers to think about the truth or even, yeah, to look into it at all. And then we get our end theme. But before we close up, we have another post credit scene. Ever the worker, Genos has started to repair the apartment. He like is kind of fixed up the exterior of yep. the building as well. And he says, Hey, Saitama, congrats. You ranked up from what you just did. You went from 388 to 342. <laughs> He's like, that's it. That's as far as I went. Like that, that, that's all. And Genos says that he is ranked at the bottom of the S class, which is rank 17. He has not gone up yet since essentially joining. Now I wonder if it's like Genos is S seventeen, mm-hmm.
0: like he's seventeenth in the S class. I think so. Or is he seventeenth overall, and like seventeen is the cutoff for S class?
1: I think. I think the way that it works is that if you're powerful enough and you get a high enough score, you're just put into that class regardless.
0: No, I know that. So, like, but I'm saying, are they are the classes ranked numerically internally, like to the class? Oh, like, I think it's to the class. Like, like yeah. is the top of, is the top of B class ranked one in the B class? Or is the I think top so. of B class ranked 18 and then 17 is S class?
1: No, I think it's, I think it's the other way. I, I mean, think I guess, that, I guess that doesn't actually matter. Yeah, it doesn't it just, matter, it but I, 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 I think, had. I think that's how it is. Okay. So it shows you uh, what, what the scene does. First of all, it shows you there's only 17 S class heroes in existence.
0: Well, yeah, cause he's the bottom
1: one. Yep. And then if Saitama was like 388, there are a lot of C class heroes. Right.
0: Well, that would make sense. Yeah. I mean, clean up the streets.
1: Well, not only that, but not everybody's going to cut the mustard to be. No. 100. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, However, Genos, while he is 17th in the S class, is number six in overall superhero popularity. Yep. (laughs) Do you think he's above or below Moomin Rider? I bet he's below Moomin Rider right now. Okay. Nebulous figure who we've seen for one episode. That you're like, you're like, you're gonna love this character. I'm like, I've only seen him once. But he, uh, but everybody cheered and freaked out when he showed up. That's true. And this is crazy because no one really knows who genos is Yeah, genos is still that
0: hot blonde cyborg
1: guy yeah because this causes saitama first of all to do one of the greatest spit takes i've seen in anime (laughs) it's just green tea spit everywhere and it's like glittering green tea and there's like even like a rainbow effect behind it And he does this spit take for like a good five (laughs) seconds it's really great and then genos is like yeah they're saying all kinds of things about me online you know the 19 year old genius who made his debut in the s class he's fantastic he is so handsome. Love how he refuses to do media interviews. Cool. These kinds of comments. He says right. <laughs> so good. So good. And all this is just based on his photo. Yeah.
0: Because he's handsome. Yeah. Which is like is just bald and plain and derpy. And... Uh-huh.
1: Which is again, more social commentary. Yep. Absolutely. Of that YouTube superstar culture. Yep. And that's it. It is. That's episode six thoughts on episode six. I guess I'll go first unless yeah, uh, since, I, since I did the episode. Uh, again, it's an episode where like last episode, there are parts I like quite a bit. Yep. But it's not it wouldn't make my top five episodes anytime soon.
0: I think that's probably fair. Um, again, this is kind of world building. I don't think this anime ever really hits a stride mm-hmm. where it's like every episode is kind of self-contained and it yeah. kind of builds an overall world. Right. An overall character. And things from this episode will matter. They'll come back. Yeah. But yeah, this was a utility episode. And he said the, 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 the strengths and the weaknesses were together, I think. Yeah. The point of it was to kind of world build, to introduce, hey, there are a lot of friggin' heroes. Mm-hmm. But also, like you said, you got kind of confused and bored because here's a pile of stuff. what do I do with it? Oh,
1: tons. Just, it was a big pile of, of names and faces.
0: And coming back to it again after I've seen it for the, probably the fourth time, I know what parts are important and what parts aren't. Yeah.
1: You know, it's not my gripe that it's self-contained because I'm the kind of person that enjoys self-contained anime. Right. Right. For the most part. Like, you know, even the really great animes like Trigun and Cowboy Bebop are self-contained in that sense. But like, there are then moments within that, like, or at least two episodes, like two episodes that tie in and actually tell more of a story and build into the main underlying story. But yeah like that's not my problem my problem is just it was just too much and it did feel boring in a lot of cases to me this episode so. I can see that so it wasn't my favorite wasn't my favorite not saying I didn't like it right I can see this is maybe one of the slower ones mm-hmm and then next episode uh is gonna be episode seven the ultimate disciple yes is gonna be that one uh but that's next time this time it's time to close it up why are you doing the ultimate warrior? <laughs> The ultimate I decide- okay, I got it now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, hey Bill. Hi. Get us out of here, will you?
0: This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes watch anime.
1: We do. We do that. Sometimes we talk about it.
0: Well, you know, I was kind of doing it. I just-
1: was... It's fair. We're trying some new things.
0: The point was two dudes talk about anime.
1: Just us. <laughs> just us. Just you and me.
0: We're not bothering. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we,
1: we don't even have Thurkin in here. Just
0: just us. i <laughs> not bother teleporting crap anymore. No, just, no. Just, just us. Just us. And I'm leaving tomorrow's problems to tomorrow's me.
1: Well, Monday's me probably is where the problem will happen. I'm Bill. I get Monday off. And I've had a weird look on my face since this morning. Thought it was gas. Apparently it's not. My name's Andy. And I guess we'll see you next time. Feels like a baby just smile. when you have gas. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at Tuning Japanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a 5-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Seriously, be like these great patrons. Superfan Matt, Brian Nash, and Cameron Baer.
0: just a dude I thought all the regular humans cleared out if the monster really did exist there's no way he could live here I guess that means it was just a rumor crap I forgot to buy Konbu soup stock Master I saw a lot of Konbu right outside the door oh yeah funny story I uh Just happened... to catch it... for a really good price. People say that Konbu is good for growing hair, but there is no scientific proof, so its real benefits have yet to be confirmed.
1: I did some research, so I am sure, Master. For example, according to this site... No one said anything about hair!